So we're at Hobby Lobby and um, we're coming in here to pick up some ornaments for our studio tree. And I thought that it would be a great way to introduce our Ornaments for Christ program. And so I thought I'd bring you guys along with this as we shop for some Christmas tree ornaments. Malcolm's with me. Hello. And here we go. Hello there, Fern here. So I often like to take everyday items, actions, or behaviors and create objects lessons out of them. Christmas provides a plethora of those as we see the many ideas and interpretations in decor, etc. So I thought I'd introduce an object that I'm hoping hasn't quite been done like this before. place has been pretty much wiped out. Um, it was probably this way like right after Thanksgiving, but we're going to see what we can find. Everything is 50% off at your local Hobby Lobby, so make sure you go and take advantage of that sale. Christmas is the time of year when many people get excited about the lights, festivities, and decorations. I am a decorations person. Right after Thanksgiving, we pull the boxes out of the closet full of Christmas decorations, and we go about decorating every inch of our home in ornaments and lights and all the Christmas things. Um, so I just love that part of Christmas. Everything seems kind of merry and bright, as they say, and happier in a sense, more hopeful. Some of the ornaments that they sell here because they come in all different shapes and sizes and kind of like the program that we're going to be doing for the radio we'll find that like the ornaments are all different we've got the jingle bells going i think i pick this up every time i come in here Of course, there's a bit of the negative side to the holidays, like the commercialism, but I don't want to focus on that today. I want to focus on the positive. So let's focus on the ornaments, Christ's Christmas ornaments.
just traditional green, white, and red for the studio tree. And here's some green bulbs over here. Oh, they are velvet. This was not in the plan, but we are so getting them. These have velvet decorations on them. They're pretty. ones in here. Mm -hmm. any other time of the year, we read and remember the Christmas story as told in the Bible this time of year, and we usually take time to look at the characters in the story who played a part in the nativity or the birth of Jesus. The birth of baby Jesus, holy in his humanity, and all of the miracles that took place surrounding his birth and life, it all eventually leads to his death and resurrection, which is the sole purpose of his leaving his heavenly home to die for our sins, sins that should have doomed us to an eternal death. So when some ask, why do we even celebrate Christmas? We don't really know that this is the time of year that he was born or this was the exact day. Well, we celebrate it to remember the sacrifice that he made for us, that God the Father and Jesus the Son made by coming down here and dying for our sins. And he couldn't have died for our sins and been resurrected and gone back up into heaven if he wasn't born in the first place. And so we celebrate this as the first step in our redemption story. Okay, so I found some really pretty matte white bulbs that I'm going to uh, draw on because, you know, art. And then I found some green bulbs, so both shiny and matte. And I'm gonna incorporate those. And then I've got some red garland that we're going to add to it. So I think it's gonna be really pretty. Attention online shoppers, time is now 7.45 and your Hobby Lobby store will be closing in 15 minutes. We ask that you make all final selections and bring them to the front checkout at this time. As always, your Hobby Lobby store is open Monday through Saturday from 9 to 8 p.m. and always closed on Sunday. Once again, thank you for shopping with us here at Hobby Lobby. Have a good evening. All right, well, I guess that's our cue to go. Mm -hmm. We usually open the season by decorating our homes, starting with the Christmas tree. Ornaments, those pretty trinkets of color and design that come in all kinds of colors and shapes that decorate our Christmas trees and mantles and wreaths can also represent characteristics or traits that we all should have. So in other words, we should strive to be walking ornaments for God's kingdom. We have really good examples in the Bible of how we can adorn God's kingdom as his ornaments. Let's begin with a Bible verse. 
First Peter 3, 4 says, But let it be the hidden man of the heart, and that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. Peter here is talking about our inner adornment and how we do things to make ourselves look great on the outside. And that's okay to want to look nice on the outside. But what is really important and what God is looking at and what we should all be looking at is our inner adornment and how we reflect Christ on the inside. So the ornaments we're speaking of here are inner ornaments, embellishments for our character and how we should represent God's kingdom, not just at Christmas time, but throughout the year. Let's look at the first ornaments who decorated the first Christmas. These Christmas characters give us a glimpse of how the fruits of the Spirit can be used to decorate and adorn God's heavenly kingdom and his church. So I'm back from Hobby Lobby and let's open up these boxes of ornaments and see what we have. So this first ornament, I think we will dub the ornament of meekness. Uh, Mary, I think, represents this really, really well. Being meek means being quiet, gentle, and easily imposed upon, or submissive. That's the dictionary definition. Human nature leads us to think that meekness is actually a weakness, but the Bible says that those who are meek shall inherit the earth. Mary took on a great imposition, although she didn't see it that way. Her body was used as the vessel through which the Son of Man would be born, and then her life would be dedicated to raising and caring for the future Savior of the world. Talk about a change in life plans, right? She accepted this responsibility with humility and grace and never once complained. Did you know that your baby 
your baby boy would one day rule the nations. Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb? And the sleeping child you're holding is the So this ornament that I'm holding in my hands is going to be the ornament of gentleness. And I think that Gabriel represents this ornament. A gentle person should be mild in temperament or behavior, kind or tender. And a gentle person knows how to delicately deliver news to someone. Gabriel was the perfect ornament of gentleness. As the messenger for God, he brought peace and calm to Mary and Zechariah and was moderate in this action, not harsh or severe. Ecclesiastes says there is a time and a place for everything. And as joyous as this news was, as excited as the angels must have been to welcome Jesus to earth, Gabriel tempered this emotion to bring shocking news in a gentle and reassuring way. Hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies with angelic hosts proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark, the herald angels sing glory to the
So Joseph, I think he's the ornament of faith. In today's world, seeing is believing, but Joseph had no proof or evidence that the pregnant Mary was indeed still a virgin. He had no reason to continue his betrothal to a pregnant fiance or to step in as the earthly father of Jesus. Talk about pressure. But his faith in God and his love for Mary led him to step out in faith and to be the head of Christ's earthly family. We stalk the fire, we breathe the evergreen. Young ones wait while the old ones make up tales of how it used to be. China dolls, candy corn, painted Treasures found to the wondrous sound of caroling the Savior born to us on Christmas morn.
Zechariah is the ornament of goodness. Being good in a world of evil is not an easy task. Living a life of morality, virtue, and with good character is how God's children should conduct themselves. Only walking in constant close contact with him makes this possible. Like David, however, sometimes we stumble and trip up on our walk to the kingdom. We're not perfect after all, but God forgives us and holds us up while we get our footing back. Zechariah was a good man, strong in his leadership and loving to his wife Elizabeth, who was barren. His stumbling block was his lack of faith in God's ability to give his wife a child, and God rendered him mute because of it. He's an ornament, however, because he's honest. Because of that honesty and his willingness to actually accept the truth when he heard it, his wife gave birth to John, the man who baptized our Lord.
Elizabeth is the ornament of peace. Life is hard, and a woman who wants desperately to have a child and cannot lives in constant turmoil and sadness, a longing for what she cannot obtain. You can't often see it on the outside, but inside, a woman who is barren feels insecure and often like she's not enough, not a real woman. This was Elizabeth's struggle, and her story begins as a woman with no peace. Having peace is being content, being ultimately happy with your lot in life. God wants us to have peace, and he's happy to give us what we need in order to see us live peaceful lives. This doesn't mean that we will not face struggle, of course, and Elizabeth's test was her barren womb for many, many years. So barren, in fact, that she probably thought it was too late for her. 
Imagine the lifting of her burden and a tremendous peace that fell onto her when she learned that she would finally have a child. Imagine her feeling of thankfulness and absolute contentment when she learned that her son would baptize the Son of God.
you for listening to part one of Ornaments for Christ. You can find part two wherever you found this episode. Thank you for listening to the Where You Are Welcome podcast. This is part two of Ornaments for Christ. So our Christmas tree is looking really good with our ornaments. And we're moving on to Simeon, who is the ornament of long-suffering. Long-suffering or patience. Some say it's a virtue, while others have absolutely none. But think of how valuable and how beautiful this particular ornament can be when polished and cared for. Simeon was an old man and lived solely to see the Son of God, the one who would save the world. He waited patiently for the opportunity to see this child with his own eyes and took comfort in God's promise that he would live to see this miracle. When he finally met the boy Jesus, he proclaimed, Now, Lord, you can let me, your servant, die in peace, as you said. With my own eyes, I have seen your salvation, which you prepared before all people. It is a light for the non-Jewish people to see and an honor for your people, the Israelites. So sometimes we just have to wait on the Lord. He never lets us down.
There is nothing better than a good laugh. Nothing feels better to the soul than to be happy. This is one ornament that should decorate every church and home and should spread like God's gospel. It is a philosophy in our home that you have to laugh. Like you absolutely, at least several times a day, you have to laugh. God's people want to be happy and God loves to see when his children smile. Anna, like Simeon, waited her whole life to meet the child savior. She was the only female prophetess mentioned in the New Testament, and she told of the coming of the savior to whomever would listen. She dedicated her life to the temple. Happy people are thankful people. And when Anna finally saw Jesus, she thanked God in such joy that she told of the miracle of his coming even more. We should decorate our character with a thankful joy that lives even after we're gone.
John the Baptist is the ornament of temperance. If Jesus walked in right now, could you baptize him? Could I? Temperance is probably one of the hardest ornaments to obtain and to maintain. This world doesn't encourage temperance. Instead, it pushes gluttony, greed, and excess. Everything today is supersized and doubled in size. We see and hear more, more, more as a mantra for wanting everything and not knowing the difference between our wants and our needs. The Christmas season puts that attitude into hyperdrive, and we want to indulge in everything. John the Baptist would grow to live in abstinence, moderation, and self-restraint. These characteristics made him the perfect candidate to baptize Jesus, Jesus, the Savior. He was humbled and still felt that his temperance wasn't quite temperate enough for the task. Time would heal us. 
Probably one of the most beautiful ornaments of our tree would be Jesus, who is the ornament of love. What else can we say about Jesus, our Savior, our friend? He loved us so much that he left his heavenly home, stepped out from his throne, and was born out of the womb of a woman to walk this sinful earth, to be tortured and crucified, to save us from our sins. Sins that he never committed, by the way. That kind of love should stay with us every day, every minute, and every second. And it should adorn every country and continent until all hear about his love and can be saved. But God shows his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Think of your favorite ornament, that one shiny bulb that hangs from your tree. How does it make you feel when you see it? And the greatest of these is love. I hear the bells, they're ringing loud and clear. Can't help but love this time of year. It's Christmas time, there's something in the air. There's a little bit of heaven everywhere. There's a little 
We know that there are more Christmas characters we may have seen to leave off this list, but every tree needs lights. And the shepherds, the angels who sang God's glory in that field, and the wise men who brought gifts to the baby are all lights that shone for Jesus that day. Today we can be those lights, lights that shine at Christmas and all year round. We should be changing the world around us every day so that others see Jesus in us because he changes our lives, and we want to let others know how awesome that makes us feel. And 
forget the prettiest, shiniest, and most important ornament on your tree, the tree topper, which represents God the Father who loved us so much he was willing to send and sacrifice his only son to take the place of those who would and still crucify him daily. Christmas isn't about the decorations or the gifts or even the presents. Christmas is actually about the generosity of God and the everlasting love that allowed him to send his sinless son to earth to be born only to live and die for our sinful souls. Today a child is born on earth. Oh, 
So even after Christmas has gone and you're packing up your gifts and putting your ornaments away, think about how you can decorate your community, your church, school, and work with Christ's characteristics, his traits, and how you can change lives all year long. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Christmas tells me A little music and some lights Glowing bright on Main Street And there's magic in the night Christmas tells me Kids from 1 to 92 It's a time of expectation Hope and wishes will come true A thousand things the holiday Speaks for me to hear But the greatest truth Christmas tells me loud and clear Quiet holy night And the greatest gift of 
Thank you for listening to WYAW, Where You Are Welcome Radio, 93.5 FM, Pooler, Savannah. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. If I had a baby boy, would I give him away to save the lives of people who might not even care? Lord, I know your love is greater than mine could ever be. Thank you for the sacrifice you made at Calvary. Oh, your son, your beautiful son, he's my savior, my redeemer. Your Jesus Christ the Son